When you begin to put your time into yourself, you begin to realize, hey, this is me I'm working on. This is my life. Nobody knows as much about me as I do. Why should the opinions or the, the words or the thoughts of another person about me matter? They have no idea who I am. They're really just seeing a projection of something in their mind and they're imagining, what, 99% or, or more of what they think they know about me? All this time and effort's going into me. I don't have the time to incorporate the thoughts of others. Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset so that you can go forward and build the life that you deserve to live, the life that you want to live. Uh, that clip was from a recent episode. It's actually one of our best episodes as far as viewership about how weightlifting saved my life. So please definitely go back and check out that episode. There's a, there's a deeper, I would say a deeper moral to that story than a, one of the YouTube commenters would, uh, would have to say about what weightlifting can do for us on a physical, mental, and spiritual, personal level. And again, I really have to tell you, if you are watching this show, if you're listening to this show, thank you very much. Please, please do not be afraid to get in touch with me. I'll link my Facebook profile in the show notes. I really want to hear from the people that are listening. Uh, you know, if Facebook is, is not your bag, uh, there is an Instagram account for this podcast. I'll link that as well. Let's get in touch. Let's start a conversation. And as pompous as this may sound, uh, if there's advice about certain topics that you want from me, or there's things that you think I should be talking about, by all means, get in touch. Give me some subject matter. I'm happy to talk to you directly about things that are, that are going on in your life. I open with that clip because I think there is a larger, more nuanced discussion to have about that subject. You know, if you're like me, quite often you'll spend time thinking about the opinions that others have about you or the thoughts that people hold or have about us. Um, do they see me as I want to be seen? Do they see me as I am? Well, on the other hand, as that clip would suggest, and we cannot, in some senses, know what other people think about us. We know what they show us. We know what they tell us. We have no control over it. And of course, we have to understand that their thoughts about us, their opinions of us are necessarily colored or influenced by their biases, the experiences they've had. And so we can be torn between this belief that, yes, indeed, it is very, very empowering to say the more work I do on myself, the more time I put into myself, the more I come to know myself, the more I accomplish, you know, the more bad habits I beat, the more uh, achievements and goals that I work on and work towards, the more I come to know myself. And therefore, the more I come to know myself, the less and less uh, the opinions, the thoughts, uh, the feelings, the beliefs about me that come from other people, the less those matter, the less I have room for those. And I do think that's true. The more we come to know ourselves, the less we need to rely on or worry about the thoughts of others. And yet, we're only human. I'm only human. I assume if you're watching this, you're only human too. If not, please let me know. And so as humans, we're social creatures, right? We, we deeply desire companionship and sexual companionship. We want to be seen as equals among our peers, right? We, we, we want to fit in somewhere, right? We, we see our friends uh, graduate from high school, get their first jobs, first romantic relationships, their first cars, and then we move on. They're having families, they're having children, they're, they have a business, they have a job, they have communities that they're part of. And we don't want to be left behind, right? We want to have those experiences for ourselves. Of course, we want to have them for ourselves, but 
Let's not lie to ourselves. We want to keep up with the people in our lives and we want those people to see us as equal, to see us as valuable too. And so to that end, I want to present to you today a sort of three-step thought process. There is some some actual physical work that can be done in this process, but it's a three-step process that allows you to work with the thoughts of others, work with the opinions of others. This is about taking what life gives us for free, right? The thoughts and opinions of other people, it'll never end and it's more or less free and quite often unsolicited. I want to talk today about using that using that as fuel for the fire to build a better life. This is not about I want everybody to love me and I'm going to change to suit somebody's beliefs or somebody's desires for me. And this is not and I don't believe this is not about casting away all that outside opinion and saying, I'm my own man, I'm my own woman, I'm my own person, I don't care what anybody says, I'm living my life, consequences be damned. That to me feels like a binary, that to me feels black and white. And I don't think, as far as I, where I'm at in my life right now, I don't think it's possible. So I want to present, in a sense, some shades of gray. So let's talk now about the three-step process that you can use to take what others give us for free to build your better life. All right, the first step in this three-step process is quite simply to note the emotional response that you're having to the opinions or the thoughts or the behaviors of other people towards you. This, to me, is a call to self-awareness. So I'll tell you a quick anecdote that should help bring this to life. Uh, A few nights ago, I was working on a film set for a music video. Uh, As you know, I work in film and television outside of the podcast, and I was in the grip and lighting department, so I wasn't on the camera. I was simply worried about lights, light control, rigging for the camera, that sort of thing. This was a lot of fun. It was a music video for uh, for a, an R&B or a rap song, I guess. I really have no idea. Everybody there was younger than me. It was, it was great to see young, creative people inspiring me uh, with their vision and their music. And um, of course, the or the music video mostly took place in a bar. And so they had a, the producers had a whole bunch of young, good-looking, attractive people come as extras and, and fill out the bar. And it, it looked like a, a real night out, even though it was completely fabricated or constructed by us. I had a blast working on this set and there was a lot, a lot of, you know, young, attractive women. And it's a blast for me, of course, <laughs> uh, to be able to do my job uh, for an audience. I do like that uh, side of the, the film and television world where you're working, but you're also sort of socializing, interacting, um, in a sense, playing the game, if you know what I mean. And um, I had a great time, had some, had some laughs, had some experiences, a little bit of flirting here and there, let's say. But the next day, you know, the next day, and I should say we shot until five in the morning, so very little sleep that that night. And then, you know, pretty pretty underneath it, pretty under-recovered the next morning. And I found myself in the kitchen agonizing over the moments where maybe I didn't present myself or didn't have positive social interactions, you know, where certain young women turned their noses up at me or they didn't want to talk to me or they, they didn't like what I had to offer, so to speak. Um, I had a chance to speak with a, a wonderful lady who, who was working on the crew. And I found myself thinking, geez, I really, you know, it was a good interaction, good conversation. We had a cordial goodbye when she left, but I really didn't present myself all that well at times. I was mumbling, muttering, worried about the work, first of all, uh, and, and maybe not making the right amount of eye contact, maybe letting the conversation drop at times, whatever it is. 
if any of this is sounding familiar to you, where you you go out into the world, and especially when it's especially when the opposite sex or or sexual attraction is involved, you know, quite often uh, we 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 go home and we replay our failings, right? And I found that. The next morning in the kitchen, standing there, I began to have an emotional response to the moments where I felt I had dropped the ball. Okay, so here, if this is sounding familiar, here's the call to self-awareness and here's the call to emotional control. I have found that as I've grown older, emotional control really is the key to getting where you want to be in life. And when it comes to these social dynamics, right, fitting in on a, on a workplace, in a social group, in a family... You need to have an emotional awareness and you need to have emotional control. So the absolute first step then is if you've had a, a negative social experience, if the thoughts and behaviors of other people towards you have affected you in a negative way, you have to first of all admit that you are having an emotional response. It's It may be logical, it may be right, but if you're feeling guilty, ashamed, sad, depressed, you've, you've lost hope in your ability as a social creature, Feel those feelings, right? Allow yourself to feel those feelings, but note them for what they are. They're emotional responses, right? And a quick word on emotional control, feel it, right? And if you're in a place where you have a certain amount of emotional control, if, if you're not ruled by your emotions, you know that deep breathing from the diaphragm, unclenching any muscles, you might be clenching your hands, your face, pelvic floor, I don't know, butt cheeks, feet, ankles, wherever you hold tension, let that tension escape from your body. Breathe deeply. And now I want you to ask yourself two questions. What were the positive aspects of, of last night's interactions that I can relish, that I can relive, and that I can build off? And number two, what were the negative interactions or the negative aspects that I can address for next time? Okay, so immediately now, we can start to get some context here for this situation. Don't just let your emotions run wild and say, oh, you failed, you screwed up. You never looked that girl in the eye. You were running around. You weren't patient with people. You were pushing people out of the way. You were, uh, maybe you were losing focus on your work because you were so worried about what other people thought about you in that moment. Okay, let's make a note of all those, but let's not let our, let that train run away on us. Okay, so what were the positives? Well, I did have some laughs. I did have some good conversations. I did get a little bit of attraction and flirtation and admiration from some of the people that were there. Great. You're obviously doing some things right. Where did I drop the ball? Well, sometimes I was a bit rowdy. Had to push people out of the way to set up a light sometimes. Had to, couldn't say please and thank you every single time I felt. Um, wasn't very good on the eye contact. Wasn't always speaking clearly. Okay, now we're starting to get a feel for the situation. The truth is when it comes to your life story and your experiences, you get to tell the story. Who else? You get to assign value to these to these moments, these experiences, these happenings in your life. So as much as this is an invitation to awareness, it's an invitation to emotional control, it's also an invitation to begin to process these things that have happened in your life. Don't simply fixate on the negative aspects and don't just, you know, go nuts on the positives and think that you're perfect. If you're looking to build a better life, we need to start telling that life story and assigning value to the experiences we've had and looking at what am I doing right and where have I failed? But most importantly, if I have failed, what am I going to do now to address it next time? And in telling your life story to yourself, whether it's just in your mind or in a journal, and we're going to talk about journaling shortly again, <laughs> that 
act of telling the life story allows you to process. The negative things become less negative. The positive things you can relish, work on, relive even if you like. But by telling yourself the life story, by putting some context to this to the whole scenario, you can now begin to you know, reduce that emotional response and move on, move forward. Okay, the second step in this three-step process is to take what others have given us, their thoughts about us, their beliefs, their reactions, whatever they've said or done about us, make those things constructive. So go back to those two questions. What were the positive things that have happened? What were the positive interactions that I can relish and build off of? If you found that you had a positive interaction with a person, deconstruct a little bit. I made good eye contact. I wasn't afraid to ask them questions. I listened, but I also talked about myself. Um, I worked hard and we, we accomplished something together. All of those are things that you obviously want to keep doing. Great. Now that's stuff to build off of. When it comes to the negativity, you know, I failed in my eye contact. I failed in speaking clearly. Okay, there's some things now where when it comes to tomorrow, next week, next month, when you have these opportunities to go out amongst the people, now you know. I'm not going to crap all over myself because of where I failed. That's over. That's in the past. That's gone. But I know that next conversation I have with someone, I got to focus on eye contact. I got to focus on speaking clearly. I got to keep the conversation going. You know, for me, a big part of it is letting a conversation die on the vine because I'm not sure what to say. But I do know that inside me, there's a voice, a little intuition every now and then that says, just say this. Even if it's just, just laugh to keep the conversation going or say something simple say something surface level just to keep things rolling this now is an invitation to deconstruct your successes and your failings we've stripped away the emotion from it now and we're looking specifically at what if people told me and shown me about myself that they that they want and what do, what what have i not delivered can i begin to deliver those things it's also very important at this point to make the distinction that not everybody's opinion about you matters not everything that everybody thinks about you matters. How could it? You could never take it all in and synthesize it unless you were an AI. And we discussed at the start of the video, you're not an AI unless you are. Welcome. You know, I had a good friend of mine one, one day a few years ago, we were actually, it was another film set where I was kind of directing the talent, uh, directing the camera, and my friend was, was handling camera and lights. And I had a couple awkward moments with the talent and I said some things that maybe a director shouldn't say, uh, especially at the start of a shoot. And he took me aside later and he said, man, you've got so much to work with, but sometimes you just don't work with it. Now, he's a friend I've known for years. His opinion matters very much to me. And I thought about that pretty much any time I went on a film set after. It's like, think about what you have to work with and work with it. You know, you know how to direct. You, you have charisma to a certain extent. You know how to talk to people. You know what you want out of the shot. So go ahead and get those things. Don't play small. Those were... That was his advice in a nutshell. So again, I chose to incorporate that advice into my life because he's someone that matters to me. So in this idea of keeping the construction going, right? Remove the emotion, accept that you failed and now begin to build. Well, let's look at, let's look at who is giving us this advice. And, you know, that was a trusted friend, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we ignore the, the, the sort of signals that we get from strangers, right? Like, Especially if you're someone who's going out in the world, going on dates, looking to meet partners, uh, looking to one day settle down. But if you're, uh, I'm not going to say promiscuous, but let's say you're, you're dating, you're out there, you're meeting people, you're trying to find somebody. If you've just met somebody and you have a negative interaction with them, you know, the date doesn't go well. 
you don't just throw that away. It's like you both put the effort in to show up. So, and if it didn't go well, what can you learn from that person? And again, this is not changing to suit somebody. This is not changing yourself, but it's looking at, well, where did I fail? If it's like, look, that kind of personality, they're super outgoing and, and I'm not, we just don't jive well and that's fine, but let's accept it. Or you know what? I got too drunk and I kind of overpowered that person. I, I showed them a side of myself that's not accurate, that's, that was unfair. Whether it's a stranger or a trusted friend, decide, okay, the reaction that those people had to me, the things they told me and showed me about what they thought about me, that matters because, and that's up to you. This is you telling your life story. So for instance, I, I have to go back to that night on the film set uh, this week where things were positive. I worked with that. I, you can't impress everybody. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So that really helps me remember, look, some people didn't want to talk to me. Some people didn't like the look of me. Some people, for whatever reason, I didn't impress them. They didn't care for me or else they didn't even show it, right? Like we can get into this whole mess of assuming what other people think. So in the vein of keeping it constructive, take a handful of things that seem to matter from those interactions and put them to work in your life. All right, the third and final step in this process is to keep track. I harp on this many, many times. I hope that if you're listening, that you have started journaling or some form of record keeping, right? We can do voice notes on our phone. We can write on the wall. We can keep a journal. We can do a vlog. We can start a TikTok. You know, we can start a podcast. My God, this is really just a record of my becoming. This is me, in a sense, talking to myself, but trying to make it useful. Keep that record of your life. Because not only does that record keeping allow you to process the moments, after I had those handful of negative, handful of positive experiences the other night, I wrote them all out in my journal, and that helps. It helps me relive and feel good about the positive moments and it helped me process the emotion tied to the negative aspects and it helped me sort of put them in their place and say they happened, it's over, I'm going to build on some of it, I'm going to forget some of it and not worry. And once you've been keeping this record for a little while and you're being honest about what's happening, you're being honest about where you're succeeding and where you're failing, now you, now you have a map, right? Now you have a way forward, right? Because you can look in that book and say, okay, I'm going out tonight with some friends. We're going to meet some people. We're going to have a great time. Last time I went out, what happened? Well, let's go back and read about it. Oh, that's right. I, I said some stupid things. Okay. So let's be mindful and aware of what I'm going to say today. Oh, look, I talked to this girl. I didn't maintain good eye contact. I didn't speak clearly. I need to work on the eye contact. And I need to speak clearly keeping track of all these things. We've stripped away the emotion as best we can. We've decided what reactions, what responses, what voices matter to us. And now we're keeping track of them. And it's like, I went out with this girl last week and here's where I succeeded. Here's where I failed. Next week, we're going to go out again. Now I know. Now I know. I need to push it on the eye contact. I need to speak up. I need to try and contribute a little more. I need to maybe drink a little less, whatever that looks like. I think so much of this show, I've tried to argue for mindfulness and self-awareness across time. We want to be in the moment. We want to be aware of what we're thinking and saying, but we want to make the time to, to go back to our past and, and learn from it and to have time to think about the future, right? That to me is what self-control or another aspect of self-control. It's seeing ourselves in the context of time. Here I am now. What have I done to get myself here and where am I headed forward? And so by keeping track, by making this map of 
where you want to go and who you want to be in your journal, in your notebook, in your vlogs, in your voice notes, however you want to do it, as long as you're going to go back and listen to it or read it, you can now suddenly see, look, listen, smile, make eye contact, contribute. Because in the end, this all feeds back to a certain self-determination or a certain individualism. You are striving to improve yourself. You're using outside feedback to do that. I see no problem in doing that if you're doing it in a way that is actually contributing to your improvement. That striving to improve leads back to that genuine becoming, that genuine being you. You are now living authentically. You're not afraid to take in what the world gives you and incorporate it. How couldn't we? And I really do believe that when you're pursuing this genuine way of living, this improvement, this seeking to become authentic, seeking to hone and improve and craft yourself, that leads to a genuine being that people really, really seem to gravitate towards. And so when it comes to this issue of how do I fit in? What do people think about me? Use what they're giving you. Mix it in, build it, try things out because that is the process of becoming you. And the people, I really believe this, the people who are becoming themselves, the people who are not afraid to um, try things, run tests on themselves, fail publicly, succeed publicly, running those tests, the experiment of you, that leads to a genuine person. And that's the kind of person that other people will always, people will take you in somewhere, they'll gravitate towards you, they'll want to find out how the hell did you become who you are. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this three-step process has uh, got you thinking about how you're going to uh, use the opinions of others and the thoughts of others to build a better life, right? Remove that emotional response. Choose choose the ones that you want and make it constructive and keep track of this process right you got to keep track of this you got to see yourself across time and see yourself growing across time and you no doubt will so please get in touch with me over facebook instagram whatever you prefer let me know if this is working for you let me know if there's things that you want to hear more about and until we speak again please remember that better is possible <laughs>